Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I bet your morning is going a little bit better than Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 jocks down in Birmingham. LT, you are going in for a colonoscopy. I appreciate you getting up early in the morning to come on with us. How would you assess your overall physical condition right now? Oh, man. I I hope I'm not too dehydrated. Um, Yesterday was one of the worst days I've ever experienced in my life. And you hear, you know, different stories about people that have done this before. And you feel like you'll be prepared, and they're probably embellishing a little bit and uh, overstating things that happen. And uh, I just can't tell you how miserable the last 24 hours have been. I mean, first of all, you you can't eat anything, and you have to pound out this Miralax, I don't know, some kind of powder with all of this uh, sugar-free Gatorade nonstop. And um, then you can imagine the results of it. And so I think I probably lost about 15 pounds yesterday. I mean, a good thing would be you could make a fight. I mean, maybe you could give a better fight than uh, than Ben Askren did against uh, Jake Paul. I know you stayed yeah. up. We advertised that quite a bit. I went to bed. I was thinking about ordering it. I think it was like 50 bucks. We advertised it a lot on this show. And then I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I don't know. I, I was following it along on Twitter, and there were all these different music performances and everything else. And I was like, I... I don't really want to be up uh, until after midnight watching a fight that I don't care about at all. So I went to bed, and I didn't miss much. Well, he is one of the most unlikable guys out there, Jake Paul is. And I'll give him credit. I mean, he's built you know some kind of mini you know, empire, empire as far as social yeah. media followings. 
But, you know, my little guy was, was over, um, and so we were watching. And I know you like to do this with, with your How, old, your how old is your son now? So he's 13. But yeah, I okay. just introduced him to the Rocky franchise this weekend. So we watched yeah. Rocky 1. And, you know, Rocky 1 is the, the critically acclaimed one, obviously, one best picture in 1976. And I kind of explained to him, this one's about character development. It's going to be a little bit slower but once we get to the fight at the end, then two, three, four are really going to explode us a lot more action. So we watched one. He was like, I liked it. So then we watched two and three. Well, between two and three, I started t- talking, hey, there's, there's a real fight on the night. It's Jake Paul. You, I made the mistake of saying you probably don't know who that is. Of course, Dad, I know who that is. Everybody any any kid who's on kids, people, adults out there who don't realize how popular YouTube is, YouTube is – for whatever your what was the most popular station when you were you know kind of growing up in some way like ESPN or MTV or whatever it is YouTube yeah, was, is was all of those I rolled was, in I together. I was an '80s kid. I yeah. was an '80s kid, so MTV was gigantic. And and the way I know how big YouTube is, I don't know any of these kids, but a lot of mornings I'll check out just celebrity birthdays yeah. to see and like and and I guess it's by Q score. I don't know how they rank these guys. But, like, the other day, Thomas Jefferson, and I think you and I talked about this, he would have been, like, 218. He was, like, 11. And, like, yeah. nine of the individuals in front of him were YouTube uh, <laughs> sensations or stars. And they were all, and you like, didn't know you know, them. from the yeah. – No, from the ages of 15 to, like, 22. I didn't know any of them. Yeah. And, but, you know, this is what Jake Paul has done, and now he's become – Yes, a legitimate boxer. I got to tell you this. Spot. I don't remember. Yeah. So, I've got a 13, a 10, and a 6-year-old. I cannot remember them ever sitting down and putting on the television without me being involved, with the exception of my 10-year-old who will put on Atlanta Braves games. Otherwise, you know, like when we were kids, the television was on a lot. You would walk through, your parents might check and see what you're watching. My kids are on YouTube. I mean, when they wake up in the morning, first thing they do is go straight to YouTube. And it can be to check and see who won the night before, whatever sporting event was going on. Uh, It can be to, uh, you know, there's a variety of different things that they will dive into. But it's never, hey, like for me, when I was a kid, I would get up in the morning, eat my cereal while I'm watching SportsCenter on television, right? Like, hey, what happened the night before? I want to see the sports highlights. That was how I would start off the morning. And I imagine for a lot of you out there listening to me right now, that's the way that you would start off your morning when you were in school or maybe some of you still do. None of the kids do it anymore. They get on YouTube if they have their own iPad, their phones, whatever it is, and check and see what happened the night before. Yeah, I, I and I've only been on YouTube a couple of times. Um, yeah, you know, I'll pull some old highlights from something, and that's the easiest way to do it. But you're right; that's that's all my little guy watches is YouTube. He carries around an iPad, and he's on it all the time. And you know, he's into cars as much as as yours are into baseball. And so, there's a guy named Doug Demiro that's some kind of YouTube sensation. A guy in his I think 30s or 40s, and he just reviews cars all the time. And so, my guy, my, my little guy, just watches that nonstop. But the YouTube thing has exploded. Um, I, I got baited, though. He told me, yeah, Dad, I don't don't like Jake Paul. Nobody likes Jake Paul. Let's see if he gets beat tonight. And I started to look at the odds, and he opened the day at minus 175, which blew yep. me away. I didn't know much about Ben Askren, though, but I started to read up on him. You know, uh, 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 national champion, uh, I think two-time wrestling champion. I forgot where he wrestled. Probably one of these Midwestern schools, Oklahoma yep. State or something. 
And then, you know, was a really good record in the UFC, but I didn't realize the guy had never boxed. But the numbers started to drop. And when I saw minus 175, I figured what's happening is this is going to be a fixed fight. And they're going to say that Jake Paul has finally beat somebody legitimate now after, you know, Nate Robinson. Now it's been Askren. And now you can get him. You can start to build more subscriptions on these pay-per-views. So I made the mistake of dropping 50 bucks. Not only that, if his number started to drop, um, I think it went down all the way to minus 145. So I jumped on Askren, too. And then when I saw him skin up when he came out, I knew it was over. <laughs> I knew he had not trained today. Yeah. And then I also read up quickly after I'd already placed my wager um, that – he was getting 500,000 win or lose. So there was was nothing at stake for him. And then obviously, um, I'm sure you've seen the highlights, how the fight went. I mean, the Jake Paul guy looks like, you know, he probably can box. I would love to see him actually fight somebody that has some credibility. Uh, But, but that fight, you know, I wasted 50 bucks on the fight. Um, You know, I lost, you know, too much money betting on Askren and basically wasted a night. How much I, think, money would, I think Snoop Dogg had $2 million on it. At least that's what he said in the commentary. He was on Jake Paul or he was on Askren? He was on Jake Paul. I mean, first of all, some of the worst language. And I'm one of these dads that I've kind of opened up because I remember when I was a teenager that I pretty much watched everything. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've let, you know, my little guy, one of his favorite movies is The Hangover. So I kind of let almost everything go. There are certain movies that, that I'll pull the pull the trigger on or or I won't allow him to watch. But when we were watching this, I mean, the commentary, Oscar De La Hoya was completely slammed out of his mind. (laughs) But, I mean, just it's Snoop Dogg and Too Short were just smoking the biggest blunts you could imagine just right there on live TV, just cussing up nonstop MF or MF or MF or – and it was just, it was so uncomfortable. But right after Jake Paul knocks him out, Snoop Dogg jumps up, MF or just won me $2 million. So I, I guess he had $2 million on Jake Paul. I don't know who would take a wager that big on something that I assume was fixed, um, but he said he had $2 million on it. I watched the punch. I mean, Askren may not have trained very hard, and he may have gone into this fight without much of an impetus behind him, but that looked like a legit punch that floored him, right? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it, like, it, it he took. A, he, it was a yeah. temple shot, too. Yeah. So that's one of those that, you know, if that hits a legitimate fighter, I mean, we're not talking about somebody that's got a good chin. I mean, that was a temple shot. So, you know, I think that puts a lot of guys down. I just, I just wonder if it was one of these, hey, look, you're getting 500000 and we want to make this so exciting. When you get hit flush, you go down. Um, just out of pride's sake, you can get back up and argue that the fight shouldn't be waived or whatever. That's just kind of what it looked like to me. But I agree with you. I mean, it was a legit punch. I mean, I'm to the point now, having watched Jake Paul drop uh, Nate Robinson like he did. I mean, Nate Robinson went to sleep, right? I mean, like, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean he wrecked Nate Robinson. I mean, he hadn't been heard of. He hadn't been heard from since. Yeah, I don't know where Nate Robinson is. Uh, and then uh, he hit this dude pretty solidly, too. I mean, I, initially it felt like it was kind of a crazy stunt, but I'm kind of curious now to see him actually box against somebody who is a professional boxer, right? Now, I don't, I don't mean like... Uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather or something crazy like that. But I mean, you know, somebody who is full-time training to be a boxer because he's waylaid a couple of people now. Yeah, well, don't you think now that, I mean, look, your your curiosity is, is peaked a little peaked bit. Peaked a little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, you know, in the next three or four months, if he fights a guy that's got 11, 12 bouts under, you know, under his belt, a guy that is actually a legitimate fighter, 
I mean, you probably would drop 50 or 60 bucks to see it, right? I think also it depends on what weekend it is, but you know, we've had so much of a rush of sports as everything has tried to get caught up. You know, we basically since what June or July when the NBA and the NHL started last year, it's been almost hard to catch your breath because everything has been sort of caught up in the in the we we had the several months without sports. But I think you can start to look ahead like right now it's pretty quiet. There's not that much going on until the NBA playoffs to the extent those are going to matter early rounds. NHL playoffs. I know we got the Kentucky Derby coming up in a little bit, but usually this is when the NHL and the NBA playoffs are underway. And I don't think the NBA playoffs start until like May 22nd-ish. And the same thing is the case for the NHL. And I know it's baseball, but it's early season baseball. So now is kind of a good time to slide in there if you've got a sporting event that you're trying to get some attention for. Yeah, look, and if I'm Jake Paul and whoever's promoting him, um, I'm trying to get something in August because, you know, August is going to hit right there where nothing's going on. So you could you could own a Saturday night in August. But I assume that's probably what's going to happen. Um, yeah, it, it would be interesting to see uh, what exactly is going to end up. I, I, another yeah. amazing takeaway, Clay, from that thing, Pete Davidson, you know, the comedian is Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, yes. I mean, he's, he's dated uh, both Kate Beckinsale and Ariana Grande, two of my complete favorites. I don't get it. I mean, he's a funny guy, uh, but he is one of the strangest-looking guys ever. But he was kind of the host kind of the go-to on this, just what was a complete cluster, but it was one of those train wrecks you couldn't take your eyes off of. But, I mean, he was basically dogging out Jake Paul and just talking about what a complete piece of garbage he was the entire time. And so, I mean, there was there was a comical side to that, that Jake Paul had this this whole production around him, but the guy that actually hosted it just destroyed him the entire time. I would like to be affiliated with a with a total ridiculousness that is these fights, right? Like if they've got Snoop Dogg smoking blunts, and I know Mario Lopez was there. Uh, yep. They had just a, a whole collection of different people. You're talking about Pete Davidson. Like I, it just seems like such a carnival of absurd excess that it's kind of hard to look away, if that makes sense, even though I did look away and went to sleep instead of watching. Yeah, Al Bernstein, I think, was their one credible, you know, boxing commentator that was on there. I think De La Hoya was supposed to be that guy, but De La Hoya, again, um, I think he was drinking his own tequila nonstop. He was talking about what a, what an idol Mike Tyson was fighting in his 50s, because now De La Hoya apparently he's gonna came out last night, and he yeah, he's about to set up some bows. I mean, how much money? De La Hoya had more money than, I mean, it was it was Mayweather. He money. owned what his own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that he owned, yeah, he owned the productions of all of his fights. I mean, like he was, to his credit, and, and I think Mayweather kind of has followed the lead since, but these guys decided they didn't necessarily want the Don King of the world coming in and taking a huge cut of their checks when they are the ones who are promoting the fights. And so they were, uh, I remember Mayweather, I mean, like every t-shirt that got sold, like he was making a piece of everything, right? Which more power to him, they're the reason. Uh, but, uh, but you know, to me, you, you mentioned the gambling angle. Fights like these, if they can set gambling lines for them, uh, given how rapidly gambling is moving around the country, like to me, that would be fun to, uh, to, to analyze from a gambling perspective, right? Um, yeah. and, uh, and if you could start to get a piece of some of the handle or you've got an official sponsor in the, in the sports gambling space, which has the exclusive right to hang lines in a certain way, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of demand just from a sheer entertainment perspective for things like this. 
Well, I know a lot of people that are up in, in the Nashville area that, you know, are using, you know, your FanDuel and, yeah. and using that, that handheld app. And, you know, these are a lot of millennials. And so they're very familiar with who Jake Paul is. So you just imagine how many $20, $30, $50, $100 plays yep. were on that fight last night. But, you know, I saw our friend Todd Furman kind of call it out before the fight. The legitimacy of, you know, is this thing going to be um, a fixed fight? And I know Jake Paul has commented, at least he commented the day after on Sunday, um, you know, took a shot at anybody saying it was a fixed fight because, as you said, I mean, you, you saw the punch, but at the same time, I mean, a guy can open himself up. But I just wonder, you know, if you're FanDuel, if you're DraftKings, or if you're any major sports book, I mean, do you really expose yourself uh, to a potential uh, fight like that that could be fixed? Yeah, I mean, I, the 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 answer would be in general, and this is the sort of the talking point that I would give for any of this. The best way to catch a unfair sporting event is to have as as large of a gambling marketplace as possible, because they are the ones that catch people, right? Like all the max match fixing that goes on, they can tell by the irregular betting patterns that come in. Right. So if all of a sudden money floods in in one particular direction, that's when they pull the line and they wave their hand and they say, hey, something's going on here. The fix may be in. Uh, So uh, that would be a benefit, I think, of sports gambling becoming legal more places is it gets harder to fix a fight or to fix a sporting event in general because, you know, sunshine really is the best disinfectant and the best sunshine is as many people wagering as possible. Yeah, look, and I'm not, I don't want to single out Askren, but a guy like that, that is done with his career, that, you know, hasn't made millions of dollars, you know, that's, uh, you know, somebody like that is, is what you would fear because now we've seen this partnership, a billion dollar partnership with the NFL, with yeah. DraftKings and FanDuel. And, and, you know, what I try to explain to people is back in the day when the NFL distanced themselves from Las Vegas and from any kind of sports gambling, it was because guys were making $50,000 a year. Yeah. And right. realistically, you could pay a guy to drop a pass or uh, to blow coverage or to throw an interception in the flats. And those guys weren't making, you know, $30 million a year. It's impossible to fix, to, to at least have these world class athletes being involved in a fix. Yeah, I think that's true because the money has gotten so large. Yeah, too much at stake. And again, the thing I would say is you can catch them uh, in a way the more regulated the betting market becomes. If anybody tried to do that, the abnormal betting patterns would stand out. A couple of other things that are out there. I don't know about you, but I love seeing full stadiums. And have you seen the highlights, like, for instance, at Mississippi State and Ole Miss where they're just like, hey, COVID's over here. And they have monster <laughs> huge college baseball stadiums filled. Nobody's wearing masks. Um, I, I saw a funny quote from Tim Corbin, who's a national championship winning coach at Vanderbilt. He's like, COVID is over in Knoxville, basically, because they had a great uh, baseball college world series, uh, three game series, not college world series, but college baseball series. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is the number three team in the country, and Vanderbilt's number two. And Vanderbilt went on the road in Knoxville, and Tennessee was just, I mean, it felt like it was almost completely full uh, stadium. They had a pretty raucous environment. I love seeing these things and then picturing all the, what I call the Corona Bros, just kind of curling up in the fetal position and shivering, seeing how much fun. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I saw a home run hit into right field recently in Ole Miss, I tweeted it out and everybody starts throwing their beer and it's like pandemonium in the right field. I was like, my God, that looks amazing. 
Yeah, look, and I saw your tweet where you, you sent out that Ole Miss is actually drawing more than the Yankees this year. Yes, and that's right. Obviously, they're they're playing better too. But um, <laughs> I think it is pretty awesome. And I, and I just on you know during our show on Friday this past Friday, I started to realize when we were talking about Alabama and Auburn spring games coming up that Alabama. Uh, was going to set Bright Denny at half capacity. Yeah, 47, to think 47K went in uh, for the Alabama spring game this weekend. But it, it, I sort of think it's probably going to end up being the l- largest congregation of people we've had since the shutdown. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. I, I think, think Alabama right. set a new yeah. record. I, don't, I haven't seen any crowd bigger than 47,000 in a stadium in the United States since the March shutdown. Now, the Rangers, I believe, they were sold out-ish. They had like 40,000 roughly in, in the Texas Rangers stadium. I think that was the biggest prior to the Alabama spring game, uh, which ended up with, I think they announced attendance at 47,000. Yeah, look, and if I they were, let me really... ask you this: If they were pretend that the opener of Alabama is uh, is instead of being in September, pretend it is next week, this weekend coming up, it's the twenty fourth. If they allowed it, is there any doubt in your mind that the Alabama stadium would be a hundred percent full for uh, for the opener of the season? Oh, not even, not even that. Like Alabama plays Mercer like deep in the schedule this year. I think in November they open up with Miami, but that's one of those neutral site games. But if they were to play Mercer in two weeks and it was legitimate the season opener, um, I think, you know, probably a get-in ticket's $150, $200. People I mean, are so I, desperate I, I, to be in the crowd, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, we're already uh, – me and girlfriend are already lining up concerts for the summer. I'm just ready to get out and, yeah. and, you know, just get out to events, man. I mean, it's just been so long and it is so refreshing to see. Um, all right, NFL draft is now, whatever the math is, 10 days or so from now, next Thursday. A lot of talk going back and forth. I don't know about you, but I love watching the gambling markets in the NFL draft. Uh, Mac Jones had become a pretty good favorite to be the San Francisco 49er pick at three. Then it now has swung back in the wake of his second pro day. Justin Fields is now favored to be the number three pick. You love college football like I do. You are also, like me, not a quarterback uh, guru, uh, brilliant analyst. But if you were looking and making a pick based on having watched pretty much every major game that Mac Jones has played like me and pretty much having watched every major Justin Fields game like me that you have seen play, who would you take if you were the 49ers at three between those two? Because I think it's down to those two. Yeah, look, I think it's a small sample size with Mac Jones, but I think I would go Mac Jones. And the only reason I say this, I go back and – you know, I look at this Ryan Day system, and I go back to Dwayne Haskins, and the numbers were similar to what Justin Fields did. Yeah, and that's unfair to Justin Fields because I saw Justin Fields in a national semifinal game against pretty good defense at Clemson, completely light that team up, and he did it in a variety of ways. So I think both these guys can be successful, but just one of the best deep balls I've ever seen thrown is it was Mac Jones this past year, and it was so consistent. And, you know, the guy's got a ton of confidence. And, you know, again, it was a small sample size. And I know, you know, ultimately you look at guys that, you know, Mark Sanchez, you know, that was kind of the hit when he came out of USC. Um, But you could still argue that Sanchez did have some success. I mean, he took the Jets to -to back-to-back AFC championship games. I know that was more so with that that Buddy Ryan defense, um, or Rex Ryan defense, excuse me. But I I think I would have to go Mac Jones. and it's amazing that that's become the biggest topic of debate for this draft, Clay. Yeah. You know, nobody's really talking about it. It's just Trevor Lawrence and, and you know, Zach and, Wilson, and Zach Wilson are, are, are one and two locked in. 
Yeah, and then it's, you know, who's going to be the better quarterback? Is it going to be Justin Fields or is it going to be Mac Jones? And, you know, this is it's a big call for Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch because I think San Francisco's got one of the best rosters in the NFL. I mean, just two years ago, I thought they were the best team in the NFL. I thought they should have won that Super Bowl. If they don't have a fourth-quarter meltdown, they do. Um, they were just completely banged up. I mean, they the injuries hit them harder than anyone in the NFL last year, but they're ready to win now. And, I, you know, I think either one of these guys can have success, but – uh, this is just a big decision for those guys, and I ultimately think it's going to be Mac Jones. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
10 days from now, Thursday of next week, we will know once and for all what the choice is going to be, what decision will be made as it pertains to the NFL draft. Right now, we know, you know, I know, everybody out there knows, number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be going to Jacksonville Jaguars. Number two overall pick, Zach Wilson. He is a massive favorite to go to uh, the New York Jets. But the number three overall pick, oh boy, the drama continues to build. Justin Fields, we told you at the end of last week, suddenly surged into the lead. As I look at it right now, FanDuel has Justin Fields minus 135 to go number three overall to the 49ers. Mac Jones plus 125, all right? This is the drama. Trey Lance, by the way, is plus 380. So we know that the 49ers are going to go quarterback at three, but we have seen a big swing from Mac Jones, who had a monster amount of uh, support. He had gotten all the way out to minus 333, and we had a decent amount of support for Justin Fields early on, but then he fell back to a, a substantial underdog. Now he's back to minus 135. So one of many things that I am fascinated about here is breaking down the larger picture here of how we would contemplate what to expect with an Ohio State signal caller and an Alabama signal caller. And let me talk, we talked about this just a little bit with Lance Taylor in the last hour, but I do think this is an interesting point of debate. Ryan Day is a fantastic offensive coordinator who has created a phenomenal system at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins put up monster numbers. First-round draft pick, goes to Washington, falls flat on his face, fails. Doesn't even finish his second year, gets kicked out by Ron Rivera. They basically say, hey, you're no longer our guy. Okay, Tua, obviously coming off of the injury, but Tua gets drafted by the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are pretty decent. They've already got Ryan Fitzpatrick. They start to plug in Tua. And I think it's fair to say that Tua's rookie year was not a phenomenal rookie year. At best, he was average, I think, relative to expectations with the Miami Dolphins. Moreover, the guys who have replaced each of those quarterbacks, Mac Jones at Alabama and Justin Fields at Ohio State, have arguably been as good or better at their positions than the guys that they replaced. Mac Jones nearly wins the Heisman Trophy. Instead, his wide receiver, Devontae Smith, does. Justin Fields, as a first-year quarterback, is phenomenal. And by the way, against Clemson in the college football playoff, lights out better than Dwayne Haskins ever was. So there's a little bit of a whisper out there. I might even call it an inkling. But a small point of discussion that is worthy of contemplation, that is taking us back into the past, and the question that is lingering out there is this, could Ryan Day and could Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama, the offensive coordinator who's now at Texas, could both of those guys have designed such a good system that we have the eternally dreadful phrase back once more, system quarterback at play here. Let me unpack it a little bit. Alabama's a little bit different. 
what Alabama might have in addition to a great system under Steve Sarkeesian is maybe the greatest collection of wide receiver talent that we have ever seen in the history of college football. And I know some people get upset and they're like, well, that's a wild hyperbole. I'm not sure that it is. Think about this. You've got Devontae Smith, who wins the Heisman Trophy. Jalen Waddell, who is going to be a high-level first-round pick. Henry Ruggs, who is one of the fastest wide receivers to ever play in the NFL. And you have got Jerry Judy, again, with the Broncos. Those are four first-round picks, all right? At Alabama, all playing at the same time. And I will admit to you that in watching Tua, as he just threw lasers all over the field, I thought to myself, my goodness, Tua looks like the greatest college quarterback just about of all time before his injury. But now in retrospect, looking at what Mac Jones did, looking at what the offense did with him, even in a COVID year where they looked even better, honestly, than they did with Tua, I think you can start to ask, wait a minute, had Steve Sarkeesian designed such a good offensive system and was there such good wide receiver talent that it's possible, possible I'm saying, that there is a system quarterback issue at play with Tua Tagovailoa and also with Mac Jones. Similarly, at Ohio State, is Ryan Day's offensive system so advanced that Dwayne Haskins looked like a stud and as soon as he got to the NFL, you took a step back and you said, wait a minute. This dude is nowhere near ready for prime time. I don't think he should have been, based on what we saw from Washington, I don't think this dude should have been a first-round pick at all. And then you think about how good Justin Fields was, and you wonder on some level, could it be possible, could it be, that each of these guys is the beneficiary not only of great systems, great talent, but also of a overall team that is playing at a different caliber and a different level than anybody else. And when you get to the NFL, and there's not very much that distinguishes you from the other teams that you're playing against, maybe, and I'm just tossing this out there, there could be some apprehension as it pertains to Alabama and Ohio Ohio State quarterbacks. Now, there are other teams out there that have incredibly advanced offenses that have had such success in the NFL that we don't really think about it. I'll give you an example. Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley coaches the quarterback position at an incredibly high level. But I think it's fair to say that Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and now even Jalen Hurts, all of them have gone into the NFL and proven to be capable as starting quarterbacks. Now, I'm not saying they're extraordinary, But I think it's fair to say that they haven't fallen flat on their faces. They've been capable of starting in the NFL. And so even though I think it's fair to say that Lincoln Riley is an incredible offensive coach at the college level, he's also been coaching very phenomenally talented quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. And we'll see how Spencer Rattler does going forward. Obviously, the early part of last season did not go well for Oklahoma. We'll see how they continue to evolve in the future. But I do think this is something that Kyle Shanahan has to be thinking a little bit about in the back of his head. 
how much of what he sees on tape is a little bit akin to what you see when you watch high school highlight tapes. You ever notice, you ever talk to college coaches? Say one of the biggest challenges they have is looking at talent on tape and trying to assess speed and arm strength on those tapes because the guys, unlike in college basketball, where all of the best players compete against each other at tournaments, and so you don't have to rely on a high school football game to see how talented somebody is. When you look at college football, a guy who turns the corner might be running a 4-8 and be chased by a guy running a 5-2, and he looks like a 4-5 guy. That's why all these college coaches want the players on their campus so they can put them basically through their own version of the combine. They want them on campus for camps so that they can say, oh, let's compare these guys and see who's actually the best. Let's put speed against speed. Let's put arm strength against arm strength. Let's actually analyze the larger picture here and see exactly how all of it shakes down. And so I think, look, they look at everything. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan by this point has seen every game throw that Justin Fields has ever made, and he's seen every game throw that Mac Jones has ever made. But relatively speaking, these guys haven't played a massive number of games. And so the decision of what to do at three, I've been saying for a long time, I don't think there's any way that Kyle Shanahan uh, traded up to three without knowing what he was going to do. But I do think he can have an idea of what he's going to do and then start to waver the more time he looks at something. You ever have that experience in your life where you love something, but the more you think about it, the more doubts you start to develop? Like I've already, I've always said this, this is one of my lessons in, in life. If you have no doubts about a decision, then you haven't thought about it long enough, Right? If you're just like, I 100 billion percent know there's no way this could ever fail. I'm sorry you haven't thought about it long enough. I I just, I, 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 there, no matter what decision you are making in your life, should I take this job? Should I marry this person? Should I buy this stock? What about if I put my kids in this school? What about if I buy this car? What if I decide to live here? What if I go to this college compared to another? Every decision that you make, there are potential bad outcomes even if you think that it's a genius idea and nothing can go wrong. So I say, go to a wedding, have a great time at that wedding, know that roughly half of all weddings, no matter how happy the bride and groom look on the wedding day, they're going to get divorced. Not trying to be, you might have just dubbed, you just went to a wedding, San Antonio, I feel like you've gone to a wedding every week for like three straight years, Huge percentage of those people are going to get divorced. It's true. Todd Furman, my buddy, we were making fun of him. He came, uh, he went out to uh, Cleveland, co-host on Fox Bet Live. He came on with us Friday, I think, didn't he? And then he was going to, uh, he was flying out early morning, whatever, to uh, to Cleveland. And he was going to his girlfriend's ex-boyfriend's wedding. I haven't even talked to him since he went there. We need to get him on the show later this uh, later this week. Furman's still single. Huge percentage. I, you know what I did? I've married two people in my life. I've actually done the ceremony. I have stood up in front of God and the whole crowd, and I have married two different couples. First couple that I married, 
They got divorced within six months. That was it. They were done. They didn't even make it a year. Second couple that I've married, they've made it a year so far. So far, so good. Couldn't predict what was going to happen, right? Any wedding, no matter how happy the couple is, things can go awry. And so I wonder on some level whether Kyle Shanahan, in making the trade to get to number three as early as he did, whether you start to doubt yourself. And I'll give you another example. I've written several books. Written several books. The most challenging thing about writing a book is not writing the book. It's about going back over and editing the book because sooner or later, you stop being able to see it with fresh eyes. What do I mean by that? You can't understand it as a reader would because you've spent so much time as a writer changing the words, changing the paragraph order and everything else that you start to get lost in the individual words as opposed to the larger flow of the book. And I guarantee you, the more time you spend looking at these quarterbacks, the less able you are to see their performance with fresh eyes. And so I wonder about that when it comes to analyzing these quarterback choices. At some point, you drown in information you have seen too much. And I wonder if that partly explains the swing back and forth as it pertains to Kyle Shanahan. Because if you work on something long enough, and it's not just books, by the way, it can be music. I guarantee you it's movies too. When you're sitting in that room and you're editing the footage, sooner or later you can't tell if something's funny anymore. You can't tell if it's still scary because you've seen it so many times. You're picking apart every little minute flaw and you're losing the big picture. That's why they put movies on and test them in front of audiences because after a long time, the directors and the cinematographers and everybody else, they got no idea. They've worked on it to such a degree that they've lost the ability to see it with fresh eyes and I think that's where Kyle Shanahan is. And so I think he knew what he wanted to do when he traded to three, but I wonder if he goes and he watches Justin Fields and he goes and he watches Mac Jones and he goes and he watches Trey Lance whether it's a little bit like going to visit a bunch of different colleges, you end up loving all of them and it makes it more difficult to actually decide what your choice is going to be. And I wonder also whether a little part of your brain back there, a tiny little doubt starts to think, I wonder why Tua and Dwayne Haskins didn't work out as well as maybe everybody anticipated could there be some sort of system quarterback-related issue in play at Ohio State because of Ryan Day's excellence and in play at Alabama because of the overall talent, but also because of the offense that Steve Sarkeesian built? I think it's a fascinating question. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Danny G is our expert. I have deputized him. I said, hey, over the weekend, I'm probably not going to be able to watch a lot of it because I'm running around coaching Little League Baseball. But I do think the best sporting event going on over the weekend by far is this rivalry that has developed in a pretty significant way between the Dodgers and the Padres. Lots of superstars on both sides. I got to be honest with you. I think this is fantastic. Padres fight back on Sunday, win one out of three after two hard-fought wins for the Dodgers. Danny G, how would you – I know it's April, and I know it is early in the season, and there's lots that's going to happen between now and October. 
But this feels very much like it could be the NLCS before all is said and done. How would you assess the matchup early on in the season, Danny G? Yeah, you're right about checking the calendar because we're not used to playoff atmosphere baseball. It's intense. It really is. And what it's turned into is all these, a lot of them newly found Padre fans chanting, beat L.A., and half the stadium that was allowed in over the weekend was chanting, can't beat L.A. This has been awesome since last year when there was those couple of rapping Padre fan kids where that video that went viral, the Padre fans celebrating, tearing the downtown up like they won the World Series when they had just made the playoffs. So San Diego, they've been super hungry for a winning baseball team, and the Dodgers stand in their way. It has been a great rivalry, and what a fun weekend. I actually was in San Diego County on Saturday, so I got to watch Saturday night the magical Mookie game with half Dodger fans, half Padre fans. That was an incredible catch in the second game of the series, and he has strung together a series of incredible catches. Clayton Kershaw also looked phenomenal early, as he has oftentimes uh, in this uh, in this series. How did you assess uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., who says he thinks or hopes, I mean, this is probably the thing that's hanging over the Padres season the most, is how healthy is he going to remain with his shoulder? Well, he needs to concentrate on his fielding. He's had seven errors in seven games, yeah, and he hasn't exactly been spectacular yet at the plate. I know, obviously, he's been battling that injury, but look, they got a lot of swag on that team, but they haven't had a lot of winning to back it up to this point, and obviously did not fare well last season in the playoffs. The Padres that have already gotten on the nerves of most Dodger fans are Profar, Musgrove. Tatis, who we're talking about right now, and obviously Manny Machado, who has a long history with the Dodgers. Isn't this great for baseball, though? Because I'm sitting back. You you know, we've been doing the show for five or six years or whatever the heck it is. I don't know that we have talked about April baseball on this show ever before. But I think objectively, if you looked at everything that was going on over the course of the weekend in sports, there is no way to argue for anything I guess you could maybe argue the Jake Paul fight which we've talked about a little bit uh you could maybe argue that that was on some level but the three game series between the Dodgers and the Padres to me is the best thing on the sporting calendar over the weekend yeah well it's cool to hear you say that like I don't even I don't think I'm being crazy now some partly this might be because usually the NBA and the NHL playoffs are going by now so I don't think that we would usually be sitting around you know like paying as much attention to April baseball uh and maybe it's just that my kids have gotten me back into baseball a lot more than I ordinarily would be but I don't think that I think that's objectively true like if you had everybody who's listening to us right now I don't know how you could argue for anything else that was a bigger storyline than this series between the Dodgers and the Padres. And I think it's partly because one of the things that baseball struggles with is big stars that people care about outside of the local community, right? Because I always say, and this is 100% true if you look at the, if you look at the numbers, regionally, baseball destroys, for instance, the NBA, right? And, and what I mean by that is, a local baseball team is far more watched than a local basketball team. Uh, NBA versus Major League Baseball in a particular local market. And I'll give you an example, and I'll just throw out a bunch of them. Like 
the Washington Nationals are way more watched than the Washington Wizards. The Atlanta Braves are way more watched than the Atlanta Hawks, right? Uh, the uh, Whoever it is, the Texas Rangers are more watched than the Dallas Mavericks. I think all those are true. But nationally, people care more about the NBA because the NBA has bigger stars and so the, the national game gets more attention uh, than the regional game. But I feel like baseball, at least for the Dodgers and the Padres, and maybe some of these other additional teams now as well, starting to create a little bit more of a national buzz where guy and girl out there that might not care about the Padres or the Dodgers understands that these two teams don't like each other, and that's something worth paying attention to because it's got some national cachet in addition to the local, uh, obviously, bonanza that this is for Southern California. Yeah, you could feel the energy that was in the sports bar on Saturday night. It was off the meter. It reminded me of postseason play. Yeah. And, you know, normally in Southern Can you California, remember seeing that in April, though, is what I'm saying, yeah, in Major League Baseball? Never yeah. in my li- I've never seen that in my life. This time of the year, as the NBA gets closer to the playoffs, we would be paying attention to LeBron and AD here trying to repeat with those guys still on the shelf. Uh, and the Lakers just kind of holding on over 500 during the stretch with them out, there has been even more focus on the Dodgers here in Los Angeles. I hear AM570 on everywhere, gas stations, through car windows when I'm at stoplight. (laughs) I hear Dodgers pre and post. I mean, it is a Dodger-crazy city right now. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. And again, I think that Southern California certainly has that vibe, but I feel like that was something that was being talked about among sports fans, partly because there's not necessarily anything else going on. You're a huge music guy. Did you watch the Jake Paul fight? No, I did not get to see that. So was that a conscious choice by you? Was it money? Like we talked about this earlier with Lance Taylor in the first hour. We talked about the Jake Paul fight and he was like, yeah, I was, you know, kind of curious to see how it was going to go. And so he watched and he was like a total mess. And I know for music purposes, like you are a big fan of a lot of what was going to be done uh, in terms of the performances. So why did you not watch? Because one of the conversations we had was if you didn't watch, I know there are a lot of casual sort of YouTube Jake Paul fans who may not really care that much about boxing at all, but they're interesting in his, interested in his story. You didn't watch. What would it take for you to watch a fight like that? I was out of town this past weekend, so that's the main reason I didn't watch. But, I mean, normally I think I, I would have if it was reasonably priced. I liked the music acts that were involved, but some of it also kind of seemed to me like they were trying to draw people in based on that as much as the fights, if not yeah. more, maybe. Some of the reviews I read afterwards, some, some pros and cons about how it went down, I missed it. But if they were to do it again, I think I have enough curiosity and interest in it to where I would purchase it. All right, so uh, other question. I'm curious about you for this too, Dub. I tweeted out Sunday – Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and I just talked about this in the last segment to open the third hour. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, college baseball in the SEC is a big deal. They had 100% attendance for their series between Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Starkville. Texas Rangers, massive crowds as well. The number of COVID cases in Mississippi and in Texas are at year lows. What do you think as a sports fan – 
and you're in Southern California, start with you, Danny G. When you watch 100% full stadiums, what do you think? (laughs) Super jealous. Yeah. Uh, I think it's nice that those fans get to make their own choice about whether or not they want to go, and I think that that's how it should be at this point. Yeah. Things are slightly opening back up in Southern California finally, like, one thing I've noticed last week when I was leaving the studios, it was about 7 a.m. West Coast time. It was bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. On the and for people who don't not- know, like our studios in L.A. are in Sherman Oaks and you guys can look outside and see. And for the last year, like, I mean, I mean, you can speak to it way better than I can, but you can look outside onto the street. And some days there's been hardly anybody there. It's been like a, a ghost town, right? For the first few months, it was a ghost town for sure. And then about halfway through the uh, pandemic, about 50% of the traffic on the freeway, which wasn't bad. You, I could fly home. And then in the last couple of months, it got to about 70%. But as of, I want to say, three weeks ago, I've noticed it is now back to bumper to bumper. My girlfriend commutes to work from Thousand Oaks to Long Beach. She was doing that drive in an hour with, you know, no traffic because of COVID. Now it's taking her two hours to do the same drive. With everything feeling as far as that goes back to normal, God, man, if we could go to a Dodger game, that would be amazing. You know, we just want to go and see our team again, and I would love for them to just open up the stadium, take all the precautions you need, and keep everybody's masks on, but let me go to the damn game if I want to. Dub, you were in San Antonio over the weekend for a wedding. In Texas, what did it feel like at the wedding, and what does it look like to you? Like, it's funny because in Nashville, Tim Corbin, who is the uh, Vanderbilt men's uh, baseball coach, uh, he came out and said, to the credit of the University of Tennessee crowd in Knoxville, COVID doesn't exist in Knoxville. And that was a great baseball series that was going on, too. Uh, number two, Vanderbilt against number three, Tennessee, if you like college baseball. And in Knoxville, they're finally starting to open up as well. Uh, what did it feel like at the wedding? And, and does it, when you've been back to Texas and you've been back so many times, does it feel pretty much back to normal there? Yeah, it pretty much 100% normal. The wedding was outside. The weather was great. I mean, I don't think I saw a single mask. Uh, so I think COVID's probably over in Texas too. But, I mean, I go to Texas, but I live in Tennessee. It's pretty much the same in both yeah. places. So it's right. not like there's a huge difference. And, you know. Nashville has still been, I mean, com- not compared to L.A. or right. New York or any places like that. But, like, I think the Vanderbilt men's ba- – I say men's baseball, but the Vanderbilt baseball stadium, I think they're limiting them to, like, 700 fans, and it seats 3,700 so, I mean, they've still been super conservative compared to, let's say, Ole Miss or Mississippi State, where I don't know if you guys saw the videos that I tweeted out, but, like, the whole stadium is full and there's not a single mask in it. Like, people in those places are over it, and that's why I started off the segment by saying, hey, it's been a month since Joe Biden said it was Neanderthal thinking for the state of Texas and for Mississippi to basically open back up and do away with mask mandate requirements and all, uh, you know, 100% attendance effectively in the Texas Ranger Stadium and everywhere else. And my position at this point is, if you want to go to a sporting event, there should be 100% full stadiums everywhere. If you don't want to go, that's fine. But every adult can get the COVID vaccine now. 
I mean, legitimately, every state, if you are 16 or 18, whatever the age uh, range is in your area, let's just say 18 and up, you can go get the COVID vaccine if you want it. It's available to you. It's not that hard to get now. And to me, once everybody has the ability to get the COVID vaccine, I don't understand how every stadium in America isn't up to 100%. People may not buy the tickets. People may not want to go. It may take a while for everybody to get comfortable. But if you look at Texas and you look at Mississippi, and I'm just using those two places as an example right now uh, because they effectively ended the mask mandate at the same time, the number of cases there have continued to plummet. And in fact, they're at year lows. The sports fan in California would agree with you, Clay. I was talking to a friend over the weekend who's also a Dodgers fan. Uh, They were telling me that their family of five if they wanted to get some of those exclusive Dodger tickets right now, it would cost them $700 yeah. to get into Dodger Stadium. And that is ridiculous. And, and the big reason right now is because, obviously, it's at minimum capacity due to COVID restrictions. If that were opened up, then we could all go back to the games. And like you said, that's his choice. It's my choice. You don't know if I've had my vaccine or if the guy next to me has, it should now be our choice because of where we're at with this. This was going to be a few weeks of our life, and now it feels like it's going to be a few years of our life. So (laughs) pardon us sports fans if we're super frustrated. Yeah, 15 days to stop the spread has turned into like, you know, whatever it is now, 600 days uh, to stop the spread. And uh, I guess it's less than that, but, uh, you know, whatever it is, 400 days uh, or something and counting frankly most sports fans are just fed up with it and by the way if you're listening to me and you are still terrified you don't have to go to games just like you didn't have to go to games last year or the year before that or any other time right like at some point we have to allow uh, Americans to make their own decisions and assess their own risk and I just I don't see this as remotely difficult. Now, you're talking to a guy who took his family to games in the NFL throughout the entire NFL season and I went to uh, uh I went to college basketball games and I went to college football games. So, I've been living my life pretty much as normal for basically since May of last year. But it's been almost a year. I mean I mean I was on an airplane uh last May and I've been not as much as Dub, who's flown all over the place, but I've, I've probably been to seven or eight states now uh, in the last year. And, I mean, I just think it's way past time for those of us who want to be normal to be able to go to sporting events at 100% capacity. And by the way, I don't know that the stadiums are going to be at 100% capacity, but when I was watching the events that were taking place over the weekend and uh, I look at Mississippi State and I look at everything that's going on in Texas, uh, I think they're kind of sending a message that it's way past time to get back to normal and be able to have as many fans as possible in these venues. Uh, Danny G, appreciate it. Um, We will talk to you, I'm sure, tomorrow. When do do you want the five-star reviews for everybody out there? Let's get them in so that I can read them on Wednesday morning show. All right, Wednesday morning, so you got today and tomorrow. Get your five-star reviews in. Danny G's going to go. By the way, early, we're not going to do a full Animal Thunderdome, but just a preview. I'm sure you saw the Bobcat video that went viral, right? That has been tweeted into us probably 2,000 times. Yes. So that is such a good video what day clip, should we God. do? What day should we do the Animal Thunderdome this week? 
Opting five-star reviews Wednesday, Animal Thunderdome on Thursday. All right, so we will talk Bobcat. If you haven't seen that video of the Bobcat, I mean, it went viral everywhere. Uh, guy's wife gets attacked by a Bobcat. I mean, he he threw that thing like he was Roger Clemens. I mean, I, I that Bobcat <laughs> went flying through the air. We'll talk about it. We'll play the audio for you then. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 